Hey everybody, it's Eric Torenberg, co-founder, partner of Village Global, a network-driven venture firm. And this is Venture Stories, a podcast covering topics relating to tech and business with world-leading experts. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Village Global's Venture Stories. I'm here today joined by a very special guest, portfolio CEO, Hikari Senju of Omniki. Hikari, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So Hikari, by way of introduction, uh, why don't you introduce what is Omniki and how did you come to start it? Sure. Yeah. So I'm the founder of Omniki, uh, which empowers small businesses to create and run personalized ads. In terms of how we came upon this idea, I used to run an education company uh, called Quick Help that was acquired by Yup.com. I ran growth marketing there. And it was there where I was seeing how much money was being wasted at truly ineffective content throughout the industry. And so I started Omniki uh, in uh, 2018. Uh, Village was a uh, you know, day zero investor. And uh, we've basically been bootstrapping since then. We're profitable. And we just passed a million in ARR. Love it. Uh, so let's get into online advertising. Sure. What is the state of online advertising today? Like small business advertising is getting democratized due to platforms like Shopify and Facebook uh, and, and Omniki. Uh, so what Facebook does is it, it used to be that like you had to have connections and a ton of money to be able to advertise on television or radio. But now with Facebook, literally uh, anybody can buy an ad. And that you know, comes with its associated set of problems that we can you know, dive into. But what it really does is that now any small business in America uh, can, you know, find their customers on uh, Facebook and shut up their, uh, set up their shops on Shopify and uh, can then create their ads, uh, personalized ads with Omniki. So like, for example, Shopify has over 1 million merchants. You know, they had, I think, $1.7 million in sales transacted every minute during uh, last Black Friday. Uh, you know, over 8 million small businesses advertise on Facebook today. So it's, you know, and COVID has only accelerated that trend. T- totally. And, and so t- talk more about h- how it's uh, accelerated that trend and, and what, where, where are we going from here? Yeah. So, you know, basically people say that like COVID has, you know, pulled, pulled us forward 10 years, right? In, in, in a couple of months. And so what this has resulted in is now there's more competition than ever before in terms of digital advertising because everybody is advertising online. And now we're seeing, seeing an interesting situation where small businesses uh, in particular, uh, they're, uh, they're struggling to, you know, get good returns on their ad spend because they're more sensitive in terms of return on ad spend than uh, some other bigger, uh, the bigger conglomerates. And, uh, and so they, they are in some ways struggling. And this is kind of where Omniki comes in, actually, is that you know, Omniki will actually manage your ad accounts for free. Uh, it will create all your ads. It will do all the optimization. It will do all the management uh, for free uh, for the first two weeks and, and then only uh, charge a fraction of what a typical agency does. Uh, and so we're kind of coming in there uh, to help small businesses uh, you know, consistently deliver great results. Uh, and we take the risk up front. Totally. So say more about what is the vision of, of Omniki? What, 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 how do you see it playing out? Yeah, absolutely. So, look, I mean, you know, the role of advertising, right, is to effectively communicate your business value proposition to your customers, right? And, and uh, different customers, you know, want to be communicating in different ways. Some people like certain colors, some people like certain words, some people have certain cultural backgrounds, and, you know, they're going to trust messages that uh, speak to them in the language that, they, that they're comfortable with. And what Omniki does is it will, you know, uses, you know, state-of-the-art language models and image generation to uh, create you know, hundreds of thousands of ads and then run those ads uh, 
at scale in terms of uh, A-B testing and finding the, pers- the right personalized content for every customer uh, so that these small businesses can find that personalized message that helps them connect with their customers and, de- and deliver results uh, from their online advertising. You know, these small businesses are largely being overlooked by the, you know, the creative agencies of today uh, because uh, oftentimes they don't have the budget uh, to warrant the attention of these big, big ad agencies. And so um, that's where we come in. We use automation, we use AI to lower the cost of creating content and then manage uh, and take the risk upfront ourselves to uh, guarantee results for them on Facebook uh, initially, and then eventually, uh, you know, other platforms. To, to talk more about uh, how this fits into the future uh, of, of online advertising, wh- wh- where do you see it all going? Yeah, so I think there's been basically two, you know, massive like technological, um, uh, you know, changes that have just revolutionized, especially over the past couple of years, of online advertising. The first thing is, you know, computer vision and machine learning. And what that's done is that's quantified design. So it used to be that design was, you know, very intuitive. It was very difficult to kind of put into words uh, or put into like data what effective design was. But the computer vision now quantifies all that. So that's on the personalization front. And then in terms of content generation, you know, you have, you know, obviously recently you had, you know, uh, OpenAI's GPT-3, you know, it's generating, you know, photorealistic content, you know, uh, copy. And so uh, what that does is it lowers the cost of creating content as well. And, and now we're actually getting into a point where the cost of attention is possibly higher, more expensive than the cost of content. And so what happens when the cost of attention is higher than the cost of content is that you have this opportunity where actually you're compelled to create personalized content for every single person, for every you know, moment of attention. Uh, and that's really, that's really where we come in is that we create that content. Uh, we're like that creative engine uh, that powers uh, online advertising in terms of the creative messaging and the creative visuals you know, uh, the vision is to really be the Netflix of advertising. Uh, so creative engine that generates personalized content at scale uh, and helps small businesses everywhere more effectively communicate uh, their value props to their customers. Why isn't this something that, that Facebook could just do? Yeah, so great question. I think there's definitely an, an opportunity for an independent design platform, uh, design analytics, you know, design, uh, you know, data dr- data-driven design platform. And I think the reason why there's an opportunity for independent platforms is partly due to antitrust pressures. So, you know, Facebook is in some ways incentivized to build up their social media competitors like Pinterest and Snapchat. And and actually like Pinterest stock prices quadrupled over the past year. Snapchat stock stock prices doubled over the past year. Um, You know, you have new advertising platforms like television, right? So Roku, their their stock prices tripled. Trade Desk, their their, uh, stock prices quadrupled. You know, Trade Desk does... And Roku both do television advertising. You know, meanwhile, like Google and Facebook stock prices have been relatively flat in you know, comparison to the market over the past year. So if anything, it seems like these distribution, you know, these publishing platforms have become more competitive. Uh, and there is really an opportunity for an independent, you know, data-driven design platform like ours to kind of power the ad creative uh, that is platform independent. And so I think that's really the opportunity. To- totally. And, and so ad tech in general uh, has been a space that, you know, had had some big wins, uh, but then some, uh, you know, sort of a tough, tougher period where VCs were a bit, uh, a bit critical of it or, or, or backing out of it. Um, and now as a space, people are, are getting excited about it, it, yeah. it, it, it for, for certain reasons. Why do you talk about that, that evolution? 
you know, internet happened, right? And it's a wide open space uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of, you know, a couple of companies dominating online advertising. And so for the, the early, you know, 2000s, right? A lot of ad tech energy, a lot of funding in ad tech, it became very clear, right? That, uh, that you know, that Google and Facebook were going to dominate this space, you know, uh, and then and it kind of ad tech had kind of dried out at that point because it seemed like uh, Facebook and Google, you know, the duopoly, you know, they controlled 70% of all online advertising. Um, but now it does seem like the, the, uh, the, the, the trends are shifting because of antitrust pressures, right? That uh, it does seem like, an extra, especially now with the, you know, Democrats controlling, you know, the Senate and the Congress and the presidency, that there will be more scrutiny uh, in terms of, you know, monopoly. And, and, uh, and so uh, in that sense, I think there is now more of an opportunity for other publishing platforms and also other advertising platforms to kind of make room for themselves uh, and that there might be another, you know, another, like, like another massive opportunity, frankly, for, an, for a new platform to, you know, win in this new landscape, regulatory environment. Yeah. So putting on your, your VC, VC hat, what, what other, in addition to Omnic, like what other opportunities I- I exist or how, how should people be approaching uh, the, the, this sector in the next few years? Yeah. So, I mean, look, I think the trend in media has always been towards increased personalization, right? So you had first like, you know, the two broadcast channels, right? So you had CBS and the BC, you know, just basically, uh, uh, you know, dominate. And then you had uh, more personalized cable channels like Fox and BT and CNN. And then you had social media, right? Where you had your friends, you know, recommending you content like Facebook. And, and then now you have algorithmic content, right? You have algorithmic, an algorithm basically determining uh, the, uh, what you see because an algorithm is better personalized than than your friends and and um and you're seeing that with tiktok and facebook and instagram and so uh what we're seeing now is actually not just the uh the, the delivery of that content being personalized but you know the actual content itself uh being personalized and and you're seeing that now with in, in this, this in the opportunity here is because of ai just getting so good at generating really great quality content right so I mean, you know, you have this issue of deep fakes, things along those lines. And, and what, what the opportunity there is for um, as a storyteller, right? Uh, whether you're telling a story on behalf of business or telling a story on behalf of just entertainment is that you can really tell these personalized stories uh, that really connect to everybody on a, uh, on a personalized level based on their background. And, and so on the entertainment side, for example, you see Netflix, right? Investing billions of dollars, you know, a month uh, on their content, creating, you know, you know, content for every single, you know, niche audience out there. Um, it's only going to become more personalized uh, as AI and, you know, lowers the cost of creating content. And so Omniki's mission is to be, you know, that for empowering small businesses. Totally. Talk about what it's like building on, on a Facebook platform. Yeah. So, Look, I mean, I think what Facebook has done is it's democratized advertising, right? So again, as I said earlier, like it used to be that you had to be a big conglomerate or a big business or have a lot of connections to be able to advertise nationally, right? Now, anybody, now anybody can advertise nationally and that has its own set of problems. And, and so, and you're kind of seeing that kind of sometimes manifest itself in, you know, in, in, in what we're saying today. And, and so clearly that is, you know, that 
is an issue that needs to be you know resolved on 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 uh, on Facebook side. I mean, you know, content has been regulated you know throughout history, right? Like you had a content board for radio, you had a content board for movies, right? In Hollywood, you had content board for television. There's no reason why there the government can't set up a content board for social media. There should be you know regulation into that, but it's it's just a problem that needs to be solved. It's not like an unsolvable problem, um, and I think. You know, it, it's not something that should really necessarily be dependent on a private company to figure that out themselves. The, I, you know, I think you know Facebook and you know the government should work together to kind of figure that out together. And once that's figured out, then there is you know this all this kind of issue related to fake news and all that. I think will get resolved. Um, it is totally a solvable problem. It's just that you know the focus needs to be there both on the regulatory side and uh, and and once that's there, then I think you know. Um, Facebook has the, the potential of being, you know, the utility in terms of media communication in the 21st, you know, at least in the first half of the 21st century. Uh, and, and I think that there's a massive opportunity building on that platform as an independent company. How do you think the antitrust um, stuff will net out with Facebook? You know, to this point, right, there will be, we, there probably will be, um, you know, either uh, regulation on the content side, right? So, you know, I mean, there is a technical challenge when content is being distributed algorithmically. You know, how does one create regulations around that in terms of what kind of content, you know, how do you kind of regulate code, right, in terms of an algorithm? But uh, but at the same time, it's not something that can't be done. Uh, you know, you have seen more extreme versions of this being done in, you know, more totalitarian places. And, and obviously, you know, that is not the solution, but, you know, there's clearly a middle ground here in terms of, you know, uh, having some guide rails in terms of what kind of content uh, gets distributed. And so, uh, you know, that needs to be done in terms of, you know, you know, private companies work hand in hand with, with the government, like they've always done, like media companies have always throughout history, you know, worked hand in hand with regulators, you know, for every new distribution platform in terms of content, again, whether that was, uh, radio or television or or tele- or movies and so or cinema and so again it's it's a just I think that's just a thing that's going to happen and then I think um, you know there's an interesting opportunity for new new types of platforms as well right so you have VR and AR and and uh, and there'll probably be new companies uh, rising in that those spaces um, but yeah I mean I'll probably just increase regulation you know trust busting perhaps but you know we'll see what happens but I mean it seems like something will be done uh, and, and it's not necessarily a bad thing for, for shareholders or for, uh, you know, and, and probably a good thing for, you know, in terms of, you know, some of the, some of the things that we're seeing in, in the United States today. Totally. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. The, um, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about uh, uh, OpenAI's uh, GPD-3. What, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? And where, yeah, so... Yeah, so you had you know really awesome paper related to like variable binding and and um, Dolly uh, this past week uh, in terms of uh, you know text image. Look, we're we're going to enter a world where soon you know an AI will be able to generate movies from from a personalized script, right? I mean, perhaps you can see a world where you know everybody sees their own version of a uh, of a personalized movie. Uh, you know, where the basic core concepts of the story are consistent, so you can have that. You know, you can kind of share that experience with your peers, uh, but at the same time, you know, certain, uh, you know, language things or certain visuals can be localized. Um, you can also see a situation where, you know, I mean, one interesting situation is perhaps um, 
you know, it used to be the advertising in content was separated, right? Like you'd have like the section for ads and you have the section for content, but maybe you actually might see more in place mind advertising kind of being done dynamically. So you could have uh, uh, an ad exchange where you can actually bid for, you know, your logo to be uh, deep faked into the middle of a television, you know, until into the middle of like a, of a, of a, of a show right in the background or something and uh, or somebody you know says uh you, you have one of the characters mention your brand you know in a very non-critical in a, in a story sense non-critical way but kind of again as a product placement uh and it and it's actually you know less intrusive as an ad right i think one of the reasons why people don't like ads is because it tends to just be done so poorly and it's it tends to be done so bad uh because it used to be optimized really just for you know clicks um but you know, as advertising gets more sophisticated and as these media platforms become more advanced in terms of the technology that's available, you will see a lot less intrusive ads and people wouldn't even, you might not even be realize that there is, that these are advertisements. Uh, and uh, that benefits business, small businesses, of course, because that means they can more effectively communicate their value props and find their customers. And that benefits consumers because, um, you know, they can enjoy the stories that are being uh, told on these platforms without feeling like they're being interrupted every 10 minutes or, you know, 15 minutes. Totally. Uh, uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's exciting to, uh, to, to think about and, and see how about maybe sort of gearing towards closing here. We talked about advertising a lot and we, and we talked about the intersection of advertising and media. Why don't you talk about just where is, where is media going? More thoughts on the, uh, the future of media? Yeah. So you know, like what, what is media, right? Media is communication, right? Media is communication. Uh, so for people to uh, experience the human condition, right? I mean, um, it, it, you know, people, people ingest media to um, sometimes for cathartic reasons, right? Uh, that you, you know, you, you watch a very sad story so you can kind of cathartically kind of release those emotions internally. Uh, so you can experience things um without actually having experienced those things right i mean it used when we were all cave people it used to be that you couldn't see like you know traumatic emotional experiences unless you were like literally in front of that thing happening you know media offers an opportunity to experience those emotions and kind of learn from those emotions uh without actually having experienced that firsthand and and so technology just you know, accelerates that trend of better storytelling. Um, so, you know, maybe some people didn't get certain movies because they just didn't really vibe with their personalized, you know, personal experience growing up or, you know, from their culture or, the, or their geography. And, and uh, what, you know, technology offers today is that opportunity so that everybody can kind of have that uh, experience of, you know, being emotionally transported in a, you know, into a compelling story uh, in the way that they want to be communicated, whether that is a book or in VR or an AR or in, or, or an image or, uh, or a video or a short video or long video, whatever it is, the communication medium that they feel most comfortable in, you know, they can have, they can experience those emotions and, and, and connect, ultimately connect with other people in, in that kind of on that emotional level versus kind of the more surface, you know, surface uh, detail level. And, and so I think that's that's the the situation. I mean, obviously, there's a lot that needs to be figured out in terms of the distribution and the financing of 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 this. You know, humans are storytellers, and uh, humans will always and people and humans love experiencing stories. And so uh, that's that's never going to change. And and I think this is just going to empower more people to tell stories. I, I think that's a great place to uh, 
to, to, to wrap. But before we do, is there anything else about uh, Omniki yet that we, we didn't uh, we didn't cover uh, or, or that that's worth mentioning or, 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 or want to give us a preview as to what's what's upcoming? Yeah, so uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, our goal, you know, so we just passed, you know, we just profitably passed a million dollars in ARR, you know, by empowering small businesses on Facebook. Our goal is to continue to, you know, accelerate this trend and um and continue to help small businesses so if you're a small business you know we do a free a free trial in terms of managing your ads and do all the work for you uh uh upfront for free and so please you know check out our website uh, omniki.com and yeah and i guess one more thing is you know one 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 question i get often is kind of like why is it called omniki what why did you name the company omniki and and so like like the reason why it's called omniki is because when you say the name Omniki, you kind of ingest the name and you smile, right? So if you think of like a lot of the big brands like Nike or Gucci, you know, all, all kind of ends with an E because uh, you uh, it makes you kind of smile at the end. And if you smile, it, may, it, it associates these positive emotions to the brand, number one. Number two is it kind of, when you see the name, it has a swallowing motion. So uh, if you think of words like banana or apple, right? Uh, when you, the, the, the constants start from the tip of your tongue and end of the back of your throat. So again, another, another key feature a lot of big brands have is it has the hard k sound. So again, like Facebook or Nike. And that's because the k lodges itself in, the, in your throat and then really ends. It's almost, again, like it's getting, you're ingesting that brand. And, and so it's really those two, those two kind of linguistic features uh, on top of the fact that it's an anagram of monkey and the d- domain name was available. Uh, and it's also kind of similar to, you know, again, like the Omni key, you know, Omni, like all, all like key as in like kind of knowing. And, and so there's that, there's that element as well. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the mission here is to help, you know, small businesses emotionally connect with the perfect creative uh, for all the different uh, customers uh, that they, that they're connecting with. And that is a very timely yet also timeless, uh, T- t- timeless uh, value proposition. Ikari, we're, we're stoked to be uh, uh, early supporters uh, uh, of Omnigi and, 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 con- and continued supporters. Thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. It's uh, it, It's been a great episode. Thank you, Eric. If you're an early stage entrepreneur, we'd love to hear from you. Check us out at villageglobal.vc.com.